Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, January 17th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The recently renovated museum at the Gateway Arch now gives students an up-close look at St. Louis history all the way back to Lewis and Clark. The exhibits that originally were in the building were from 1976. So it was a long overdue renovation and upgrade in those exhibits. And now they tell multiple perspectives. St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordera will take us on a field trip to the Arch with a group of fourth graders in just a few minutes. Students are back in class at a St. Louis magnet school where a deadly shooting occurred last fall. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke was there when students returned this morning. It's the first day back for students at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School after October's deadly shooting. Staff and alumni are cheering for students as they get off the bus. Casey Shahid is the school's principal. We're not anticipating today um, are individuals who are showing up in their present moment, in, in their truth, and feeling what they need to feel. To make the transition easier, students will only be in class for half the day. Outside of CVPA, I'm Kate Grumpke, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri legislative session enters its third week today. Bills will be heard in committees and lawmakers. We'll learn more about Governor Mike Parson's budget priorities tomorrow when he delivers the State of the State Address. He has already announced a plan to raise state worker pay by more than 8.5%. Some workers on late or overnight shifts would get another $2 an hour. Assistant House Minority Floor Leader Richard Brown believes the proposal is a good start. We've got that $6 billion that's sitting in reserve. What, what can we do with that money? But again, we have to keep in mind that that money is, is one time. Uh, these pay increases are permanent. So how do we pay for that as we move forward? Brown says the state has an especially tough time retaining corrections officers because of low pay. He made the comments on Politically Speaking. The episode is at stlpr.org. Madison County Transit will make a combined $45 million investment in bike trails and the bus system. As St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports, construction on the projects will begin in the next five years. $34 million of those dollars will be directed toward bike projects. Madison County Transit says they will build more than 20 miles of new trails, two new tunnels, and seven new bridges. The goal of the tunnels and bridges will be to provide safer options for bikers crossing intersections. Luke Harris, an avid biker from Glen Carbon, says these investments are good for more than just recreation. But for shopping, for schools, or just wanting to run a nice course without having to be on the roads, it's just a great way to move around the the metropolitan area here. The money for bike investments largely comes from the Metro East Park and Recreation District. The Transit Authority will also use another $11 million toward busing projects. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. The Rolla City Council has seen contentious elections for the past three ballots, but this year, all six wards have one candidate running. Mayor Lou Magditz says that's largely because controversial issues that inspired people to seek office, including COVID mitigation plans and an ordinance regulating homeless shelters, are no longer on the front burner. I just think more than anything, they say, okay, some of these big issues have been resolved to the general satisfaction, and, you know, let's, let's go on. 
Magdud says he appreciates the stability that will come from so little turnover in the spring, but he is also concerned that a lack of challengers means residents might be getting complacent and not scrutinizing elected officials. St. Louis has long been a powerhouse in developing popular musical styles. An exhibit about some of the unknown stories of that legacy is open for another week. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on St. Louis Sound at the Missouri History Museum. The first time Ike and Tina Turner teamed up to record was in 1960 in Brentwood. A Fool in Love is one of the songs that are part of the St. Louis Sound exhibit, put together by the museum's public historian and content lead, Andrew Wonko. Part of the wonderful thing about music is that it transcends background. You can, you can be listening to a song from someone who has lived an entirely different life than you have and still get something so rich and so meaningful out of it. While St. Louis has been home to many renowned musicians, the exhibit spends a lot of its focus on lesser-known artists who still have a huge impact, like blues artist Henry Townsend and his song, Bad Luck Dice. I've lost all I have, and there ain't no way for me to win. Townsend's piano is on display. Wonko says through the year and a half St. Louis Sound has been running, he's enjoyed watching people discover the music he found in his research. For example, the 1970s all-female punk band The Welders. Um, especially young girls who are coming through the exhibit who have an interest in punk rock music, sort of seeing this story and that understanding that it took place on the same streets they walk on today, the same city they call home. That's the welder's baby don't go. As with any exhibit, Wonko says there were more stories to tell than space would allow. He hopes St. Louis Sound is something he and others can examine again later. There are just as many news stories we could tell. There are so many fascinating avenues this could travel down. Um, I think in the future, you know, whether it's 5, 10, 15 years from now, obviously this is a, a topic we are going to want to revisit again. St. Louis Sound runs at the Missouri History Museum through Sunday with special concerts and programs over the weekend. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Students from Merrimack Elementary are learning about Lewis and Clark this month, and the Gateway Arch is a big part of those lessons. As St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordero reports, the National Parks exhibits allow students to get an up-close look at displays describing the Gateway to the West. Park Ranger Chris Annabal leads a group of 20 fourth graders from Merrimack Elementary through the Gateway Arch Museum. The students are learning about Lewis and Clark's expedition, what St. Louis looked like 200 years ago, and why St. Louis is known as the Gateway to the West. Annabelle passes around replicas of clothes members of the Corps of Discovery would have worn during the expedition. So this is the hat that they were wearing. They would wear a jacket like this, so it's blue and red. Make sure everybody gets a chance to see it. No, I'm going to hold on to the hat because it's kind of fragile. He tells the students about York, an enslaved man who helped William Clark make the journey, and Sagagawea, the Shoshone woman who was also on the expedition. Then he and the students walk over to a giant floor map to retrace Lewis and Clark's footsteps. All right, so first of all, where do we start the expedition? 
Fourth grade teacher Patty Pyatt says the students will remember what they learn because the exhibits go well beyond books and classroom lessons. When they seen St. Louis back 200 years ago, what it looked like, their eyes just lit up whenever they seen that. They don't realize how much it's changed. The kids really enjoy it. I learned more about Lewis and Clark and what they did and how they traveled. I had a great time today. They're also learning a lot about history. I'm Brittany Cordera, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Mark Degon edited the piece from Jonathan All. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.